This blessing has been ordained to use the power of love to encourage others. By relying on the Spirit for wisdom and guidance, we are hopeful to influence others to share their story while supporting them to live their full potential. All of this while giving God the glory. Prepare to be inspired by testimonies from people who live their everyday lives with God in the center of it all. But it wasn't always that easy. This is God's plan. Hey guys, hi. How's it going? It's another episode of God's Plan with with Gabby here. Um, this this podcast is a little bit different from all the other podcasts that I've that I've done. Um, you've probably seen the promo video already on on Instagram, and so it's a little bit of a touchy subject. But the reason why I called it perspective is because a lot of people don't know about this um topic. And I just, I want to raise awareness as to how beautiful America can be if you just see it the way that, that we have seen it. The, the land of opportunity is what I spoke about in that promo video. And it's, it's very true how this country can be such a beautiful country if you make it that way. It's all about the perception, which is why I titled this podcast Perception. So what I'm going to be talking to you guys about is DACA. Um, DACA has actually impacted my life completely to why I'm here today is because of DACA. So I'm going to explain a little bit about what it is. DACA is, um, it stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Um, and it's a policy that protects around 800 thousand young people people my generation um and it's a um it's we are known as dreamers funny enough we're known as dreamers i i feel like i'm one of the biggest dreamers out there (laughs) um so we entered into the united states illegally as children with no fault of our own our parents just wanted us to have a better opportunity in this country opportunities that we would have not had back in our countries so the program, it's not giving us legal status, um, but it is allowing us to work here, to have a driver's license, to have a social security number, to have a worker's permit. And it's allowing us to be here a little bit more free when we come, when we need a loan for like opening up a business or like an auto loan or a house loan. We pay taxes here. So we're basically like citizens, but we don't have the full, full benefits of it. So now DACA it was a program that was established back in the Obama administration back in June 2012. It was announced, but um, the applications didn't start coming in until August of 2012. Now, it's been 10 beautiful and amazing years since this program has come into play. And I just want to tell you a little bit about my experience with um, a person that I also went through this this journey with these past 10 years. It's been nothing but bumps in the road, of course, like all lives have, but it's definitely been a blessing within itself. And I couldn't have chosen a better person to do this with because just as her, we both grew up the same way. We grew up in in the same atmosphere of, of DACA and we grew up in the same household. Like when DACA was coming around, we were both applying for it together. We were both going through this together. So this is why this is a perfect opportunity for me to um, to have her be here because it's just amazing. And I love the fact that she said yes to this because this is very important to me. And I know it's, it's impacted her as well. So... Um, yeah, this is an amazing opportunity for us to to express ourselves when it comes to this and bring a little bit more of, you know, the perspective. So um, as my guest, I chose someone that I hold very, 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 very dear to my heart. She is an amazing, amazing inspiration to me because I grew up with her. Yeah, she she's a little feisty. That's where I get my feistiness from. <laughs> 
and she can attest to that. If you know her, you you know how beautiful and wholehearted she is. Um, she is a woman of God for absolute sure. She's a giver. She's amazing. Um, I look up to her. Everything that she does, I admire so much because she does it through the grace of God. She, Every struggle that she goes through that she tells me about, she's like, it's no big deal. God's got me. Um, and I just love the way she looks at things. It's in such a great, great way. So um, I just want to give a very, very, very warm, warm welcome to a person that also said yes and amen, very scared in the beginning when I presented this to her. So I am really, really grateful that she's here today. She's my lovely and amazing cousin, Lisseth Rubio. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Gabby, so much for having me here. Yay! <laughs> it was very nice of you to, to hear all those wonderful things. You know, when, when somebody says nice things about you, you just feel a little weird because it's like you don't really think those things about you. So thank you. Thank you for saying that. Absolutely. They're definitely true. So I wouldn't not, I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we have an honest conversations here. So um, what brings you here today? Why did you say yes to Naaman? Honestly, it was like what I was texting you the other, the day you asked me, God had placed it in my heart just to be able to share my testimony in DACA. And when you asked me if I was still interested, I was like, all right, Lord, this is confirmation. This is what <laughs> you want me to do. This is what you want me to speak about. And it's part of my testimony. It's like God chooses every single person. There's no, nobody too low that he won't mm -hmm. use. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that you said that. Nobody too low to use. That That's beautiful. Do you, do you want to elaborate a little bit about, about that and how DACA has impacted your life? Sure. Um, like what you were saying in the intro, when you grow up, you don't really know what a social security number is, right? You just, you grow up and you're in high school and you're like, oh, everyone else is getting a license. But how come I can't get a license? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until later on in the years, obviously, you start growing up as a teenager, as an adult, that you really understand what is what obstacles you you're you were given mm -hmm. without it really being your fault mm -hmm. so I remember I think it was like after high school I don't know if you remember but after high school my plan was to go back to Ecuador mm -hmm. because again no social security number means no job no license no house so it was like what kind of future do we have here right um, now that I think about it, we were, I was 19 when DACA came out. How old are you? I was 18. I just graduated high school, actually. Yeah, so it was like right after high school that I I still went to college. And then I think I think why, why we stayed, it was me and my parents that we stayed here, was because we knew there was a program that was being implemented or in the works of helping children like me. Mm -hmm. So that's why we ended up staying. And, and here I am, 10 years later, being able to, to talk about it. <laughs> you you came to this country at what age? Two and a half. Two and a half. Yes. Wow. Okay. So you could barely say mama, you could barely. <laughs> I don't I don't even remember. I, all I knew is I, I've been here since I could even remember. I went to kindergarten here in Queens middle school in Long Island, high school in Long Island. I've been here my entire life. I don't even know Ecuador. <laughs> I don't consider Ecuador my home. We don't even know the president right now. We don't I, know what's going on. Right I now. don't know anything. <laughs> it's terrible. All I remember in Ecuador is Rafael Correa, which is the big, big, big president a few years ago. That's that's the only thing I know about politics. I know nothing about what, what's going on over there. So basically, the United States was our home. This is where mm -hmm. we grew up. This is not necessarily, no, not where we were born, but where we grew up. Mm -hmm. This is the only history. We, we know history about United States. Like it's nothing like who was the first president of the United States? George Washington. <laughs> you sure about that? Yes, of course. <laughs> Gabby's trying to trick me here. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, yeah, so we, we only know history about the United States. We don't know anything about Ecuador other than our family lives there. They have land there and they um, enjoy their lives there. They're doing their thing over there. But we came to this country for a better opportunity. This is what our parents envisioned for us, for us to get have a better future than they could ever imagine. So she came here when she was two and a half years old. Obviously, she didn't know what she was doing. She decided, her parents just decided for her. And it was kind of the same thing for me. And I was six years old when my parents decided to bring me here. Now, my case is a little bit different because I did know how to talk. I did, was very communicative. communicative. I was talking to everyone and um, I was very friendly, but I didn't really didn't know what I was doing. All I knew is that I was going to see my parents again and I was going to be able to spend time with them again because they left me in Ecuador at four years old. Well, my dad left me when I was like a few months old and my mom left me when I was four years old. So um, already I grew up without parents within the next, like the six years of my life, it was a little bit shaky. So I was excited that I was gonna come here because I was gonna see them, not because it was a new opportunity, new visions, new none of that, none, none of that existed in my life. Of course, it's a child's life, it's a child. You don't think about these things. So we, we didn't know before with no fault of our own. Um, so let me ask you, Lisa, what have you achieved through DACA? Well, I definitely finished college. Um, I went, I got a degree in hospitality and nice. through the connections through school, I was able to start working in a hotel right after college, uh -huh. which is amazing because America nowadays, you get a, get a, a degree and you don't get a job right after college in that field. So mm -hmm. I was super blessed to be able to get a job right after college in the fields in hotel. Um, and ever since I graduated high school, I mean, college, I worked in a hotel. I'm still in hotels now, even after the pandemic. And not only was I able to get a job, I was obviously able to get a driver's license. Um, before the DACA program, unfortunately, I was driving illegal. I was also <laughs> working with a fake social. All these things is like the things that you have to go through because you don't have a social. You weren't born here. Mm -hmm. I wasn't welcomed. Um, but after the DACA program, I was even able to get a house. Nice. All these, all these things are, these doors opened up because of that nine digits that I was missing because praise I wasn't God. born here. Praise God. Praise God. That's amazing. That is, is so, so beautiful. Wow. The thing that people don't understand is that you are blessed to have been born here. You are blessed to have those nine digits it might not sound like a big deal to you, but with that, you can get financial aid. We couldn't mm -hmm. get financial aid back in college. We had to grind our butts and pay for college ourselves. I don't didn't want to get any loan. I don't know, Lisa, did you get loans? No, I was very fortunate that my parents paid for half my school. And then again, because I was working, I was able to get a job with a social security number at that point. Um, I was able to also pay for my own my own college. Granted, I didn't go to a private school. I went to a CUNY. I went to City Tech in Brooklyn. Woo -woo. And <laughs> tuition is not twenty thousand dollars a semester. So that was that's also something that helped us out. Being able to my dad pay for half of it, and then for me to be able to pay the other half. Because, like you said, alone without a social security number, you're not going to get it. Definitely not. Absolutely not. And even if it is possible, it's with a high, high, high percentage rate, meaning you're not going to be paying. Uh, you're not going to finish paying until you're like very, very old, let's say, for lack of a better word. And honestly, I, I didn't want to take out a mortgage without there being a house in it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want there be, to be such a big, big loan in my name. That's why I, we both grinded and we both we did not take things lightly. Definitely not school, school not taking lightly, but I, I did encounter some people in my life that did not want to go to college. And I'm like, you have the opportunity to go to college for free. They even pay for your transportation. They pay for food. They pay for all of that. And you don't want to go to college. That, that to me was mind blowing at the time. Now, of course, now things are a little bit different, but back then i got so mad and that's what fueled me to continue 
to show them that I can do something with my life. Even if they don't want to, maybe I can be that inspiration to them. And by God's grace, the, those people are doing good now. They did go to college. They did finish college. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. That's their journey. But I feel like I was placed on this earth to to do that, to inspire people. How, what, what has God, how has God been implemented throughout this whole DACA situation for you? So now looking back, definitely such a blessing the, that the Lord opened up all these doors. But obviously when I was in high school, I was in college, even, even up until recently, I didn't have a relationship with God. So for me to know that, well now know that God was there doing all these things for me, working even when I wasn't in a relationship with him, it opens up a new level of gratitude. Oh, like what you okay. were saying, how these the people who are born here, they don't they take it for granted. Mm -hmm. I look at again people that are born here and don't don't do well is because they are not grateful for who where they were born. Mm. Even even when I was traveling, right, for, for DACA recipients, I don't know if anybody knows, but if you want to leave the country as a DACA recipient, you cannot do it unless it's an emergency. But people who are born here, the American passport has so much power, you can go to pretty much anywhere in this world without getting a visa. Mm -hmm. But because you're not born here, let's say for my parents, they had to get a visa to go to Costa Rica from Ecuador. My parents live in Ecuador now, right? Right. So for them to go to Costa Rica, they had to get a visa. For me to go to Costa Rica, I don't have to get a visa anymore because, with again, with God's grace, I became a citizen. Woo! So it's like that, that blue passport has so <laughs> much power. People don't really understand. But again, just being able to see the people that God put in my life at the right time, being able to know where I came from to where I am now. Amen. God has just done so many things. And it's not, again, till recently that, that I obviously know. I didn't start a relationship with the Lord until, I want to say, like, three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. I know we, I accepted Jesus into my life. Maybe, like, I don't even know now. Way before three or four years. But it wasn't until... I'm not sure how long, but you were there. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> um, but again, it, it's not until you truly let the Holy Spirit transform your heart that you won't have a relationship. I, unfortunately, it took me years to form that relationship, but God is patient. Mm -hmm. God is loving. And he's still after me. It's just so great. The grace of God is always so beautiful to think about it. and it's so overwhelming that even though we don't want him he still wants us even when we don't yep. want him to work in our lives he still works in our lives it's just mind-boggling to me that god is so loving and caring and such an amazing father to us that he would be able to to want to do that for us and have him have open arms when we we need it when we need him mm -hmm. and we ask for him, he's there. You don't even have to say anything. Just say the word, God, I need you. He's there. Agreed 100%. It, wow. It's amazing. Um, About DACA. You said you have a house now? I do. I do. So a little bit more about my parents. So I'm a DACA recipient, which means I was brought here illegally. Mm. My parents also came here illegally. Mm. Don't ask me how, what the <laughs> details are, because I, I unfortunately never had the curiosity to find out. But basically, back in the, uh, I'm going to, I don't even know, the 1900s. I lied. Around 1995-ish, the to enter into the United States was so much easier. Mm. My parents literally just took a, a fake passport and got into the United States, and they never left until seven years now. Wow. So, yes. And because my parents were here illegally, uh, my dad, my mom didn't have a social, and then my dad was able to get a social, mm. but then 
through, I don't even remember. Again, this is stories I don't, I never asked my parents. It's terrible. <laughs> um, but all I know is that because my dad was dealing with a shady lawyer, mm. he wasn't able to fully become a resident or a citizen here in this country. Mm-hmm. But he was able to get that social security number. So with that social security number, he was able to start getting houses. So my parents, God has been so, he's been all over my family with so oh, many yeah. blessings. Oh my gosh, yes. Wow. My parents were able to get a house um, in Brentwood, which if nobody knows where that is, it's not in California, it's in Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> Brentwood in Long Island, they were able to get a house out there and that's where I spend most of my high school years. My, my parents sold that house seven years ago and they moved back to Ecuador, but before they left to go to Ecuador, they gave me money to put down towards a down payment of the house that, that I have now. So the house is basically the blessing of God through my parents and my parents' hard effort. When you say, um, blessings are all over my family. I have this conversation with my sisters all the time. I think it's like our grandma's prayers to to us because we have been saved from so many hardships. It's not even funny. Like even through this apartment that I am in right now, we got this in a month, in less than a month. We looked for it, we liked it, we did everything in less than a month when it takes people like six, seven, eight months to get an apartment. So it's definitely through the grace of God that we've been getting blessed with all mm-hmm. of these prayers from i say my grandma because grandma goes to church all the time she's always praying always oh praying. my gosh always praying <laughs> both of the grandmas i also think that in the bible it, it tells you the lord will be- bless generations and generations and generations mm-hmm. and i 100 percent believe that and only I don't know, again, because we come from a third world country, mm-hmm. our grandparents had to work in a farm. Mm-hmm. They, ha- they had to show God what it's like to feed their children. Mm-hmm. Your Our grandma from um, our mom's side had eight children as a single mother. Mm-hmm. My dad's side, he's a sibling of eight. So <laughs> we come from a large family that had to learn how to work hard because if not the children weren't going to get fed and i also think it comes down to what you plant you will conceive right what uh it says in the bible the seeds that you plant are the seeds that you're going to see reap right mm-hmm. our our aunt, aunts and uncles are so generous they give their hearts out they give their money out to whoever yeah. needs it And those are the blessings that come back to their children. My mom and dad are um, givers. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I love your mom's food, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Supply for you for mommy, Tere. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Um, Mom and dad took under their wing three, four kids. Four kids because my, my uncle had passed away from cancer when they were really, really young. So... From here, my parents would give money, would give clothes, would send it to Ecuador to, to raise these kids. And now they are full on. They're, they're in college. They're, they're getting their master's degree and everything. And now that my parents are over there, they're basically checking up on them. They're, they're like, oh, you guys are my second parents. And I, um, th- that's the example that we grew mm-hmm. up with. I know that your parents are the same way where they worked so hard over here that they sent their money over there and they mm-hmm. were able to to have their own um, establishments over there. And of course, your parents are my, my godparents. They have blessed me with so, so, so many things as well. Like really welcoming me to their home every single summer that this is where I learned to swim. I yeah. learned to swim in that pool. Lissette pushing me into the deep end. <laughs> Don't worry. I learned by literally drowning. I remember... The house that I grew up in, Brentwood, we had a pool, and every summer I learned how to swim because I was just, 
I just drowned myself until I learned how to survive. My mom didn't. <laughs> my mom never learned how to swim. So it was basically me on my own. But you're, you're so right. Your parents are amazing. And we learn from our parents. And the, the way Gabby and I serve is because we saw the example from our parents. Right. My parents always welcomed anybody to their house, was always there for people like what you were saying your, your parents were always sending money my parents too we come from a family but families fight obviously families have arguments but we have a family that no matter what the argument is if you need us we'll be there for you mm -hmm. yep your parents time and time again have been there for my parents and vice versa they developed such a great relationship yeah, they have developed such a big, big relationship that now since your parents and my parents are both in Ecuador, that my parents are welcome in their home and vice versa. Your parents are welcome in our home whenever and they go traveling, they go different places together. It's just amazing to see what, what our families, our families are really, really, really extremely close, really close. It's kind of scary how close they are. I mean, family gatherings, everything. Family gatherings used to be actually here in the United States until little by little, they all started immigrating to Ecuador. And now everyone is in Ecuador and, and the kids are left here. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, because you did mention the Lord in your life and that you, you, ex you accepted in him, but you didn't really pursue a relationship with him until later on. Um, I wanted to ask you, how, how did you allow God to transform your heart? Um, what does that look like to you? So I started going to Saints Church um, <laughs> almost three years ago. And it's actually from a friend that lives in the Glendale area. And it, it literally is only because of him that I started going to Saints Church. I was, I was definitely hop churching. I was doing a church by my house. Um, before that, I, I did go to the Rock Church for a few, a few months. Um, it's, but then I wasn't, I wasn't happy there. I wasn't happy there. I didn't feel like it was the right church for me until one day I went. I started going to Saints Church, and it was actually Mother's Day. And I remember the first service I ever attended was a Mother's Day service. Wow. They did the beautiful songs that they do for mothers, and it was a dedication. And it was really, it was great. And I really enjoyed going to Saints Church. And that's that's when my journey with the Lord actually started when I found Saints Church. Amen. I was able to join a community, um, a small group. And from that small group, I met um, this wonderful couple. And they're still my friends today. I, I saw them the other day. And it's, it's amazing the friendships that you're able to cultivate when mm -hmm. the God puts them in your path. Um, after then I kept on going to church. I just kept on praying. Obviously I wasn't perfect at the beginning, but the Lord knew where my heart was and mm -hmm. he knew that I wanted to pursue that relationship with him. I got baptized in Saints Church. Yes, you were there. I was there. I got the video and everything on Google Photos. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted this journey with the Lord to just be me and him. I didn't want to tell people about the baptism. You didn't know until that day that I was like, hey, you want to give me a ride to church? I have, I'm going to get baptized. Yep. Yep. I remember. That's the only reason why I gave you and told you um, because I needed a ride. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted that relationship to be with me and the Lord. I didn't want to make it a big deal, <laughs> to be honest with you, because in our, we grew up Catholic and mm -hmm. Catholic has, What's the word? It has like a specific mentality of like, it's either Catholic or, or you're not welcome type of thing. Yeah. Right. So that's very, why. Very judgmental. Yes. Unfortunately. Yes. It was, we just, that's, that's just the way we grew up. We're not talking about, about the Catholic church. It's just the churches that we attended and how we felt. That's, that's how we felt. Right. Mm -hmm. So then after. That was in 2019 that I started going to Saints, May 2019. And I unfortunately was still not being a great Christian. I remember that year I was still with the wrong crowd. I was still partying really hard, mm -hmm. but then going to church on Sundays, mm -hmm. trying to be a good quote unquote Christian only for one, <laughs> a few hours. So I, my transformation was very slow. 
Um, then the pandemic hit, and that's when I, I cut off all of all of the bad. Um, What's the word? Influences? The bad influences. Yes, thank you. The bad influences. Um, then I really started pursuing that relationship with the Lord mm -hmm. because at that point it's like, I can't go out and party, obviously. So then I started praying more. I started because the church was everything that was online. It was a little bit easier for me to have a conversation with the Lord mm -hmm. in, a, in my bedroom rather than in, in the church, in the building. Okay. Don't get me wrong. When you're surrounded by so many believers and you're in that worship, you do feel the presence of the Lord strong. For sure. But it's not until you're there alone in your bedroom crying out for the Lord that you start your transformation in your heart. I think the first time that I like walls were broken down was when I was reading... This book now now escapes me. It's I think it was the prayer. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to get back to you. It was basically a story, a book where it's like, it was based off the, the verse in Psalms 139, 23 to 34, which says, "Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you, and lead me along the path of everlasting life." For the whole 2020, that was that was my verse. Just because, again, there were so many things that I obviously I had to heal from, and those those were the times where I was like, "Lord, heal me, break mm -hmm. down these walls," because I literally don't know what to tell you. I don't know how I'm feeling. You do, so I'm like, "You gotta you gotta do something about this, Lord." <laughs> Just a disclosure, she said I was feisty. So I'm very feisty with the Lord. I have no problem in telling him now how I really feel or like what I need help with. Because it's like at the end of the day, if I really don't know how I feel, the Lord knows me more than I know me. Therefore, you can tell me, right? The Lord is going to meet you where you at yeah. and he's going he's gonna to help you heal. Yep. And I went on the, the same journey um, of just continued healing. I had to heal from, let's, let's be honest here, <laughs> when you grow up, even in any family, no family is perfect. Mm -hmm. I think when you were telling your testimony, you talked about your mom, like, being very brava. <laughs> what, what is that very, in English? Very mean, very strict. Very strict, and again, we have to heal from those things from our childhood. I We have the same... Her mom and my mom are sisters, so they grew up with a verbally abusive mom. Mm -hmm. Grandma was very strict. Still is to the day. Still is, and we love our grandma dearly. <laughs> but there's <laughs> things that, it's just things that you inherit from your bloodline. Right. Let's be honest. So there was a lot of resentment towards my mom. Obviously, those walls weren't broken down in one day. Right. Things like that. When you're dealing with trauma, you're not going to get healed in one day. Just like forgiving someone is not going to come in one day. Mm -hmm. So I really used 2020 to go in that journey of just healing from that. And also being able to explore the world. <laughs> Unfortunately, I did go through to different parts of the United States. Um, during the pandemic, if somebody is out there judging me, please forgive me. It's not my intention, but this is just what what I did during the pandemic. I pursued a relationship with God, and I traveled a lot. Judgment-free zone, Seth, okay? Okay, this is I'm a sorry. judgment-free zone. My <laughs> listeners are not going to judge you. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but you also, when you start traveling, you're, you see the wonders of God. You see all these beautiful things that God created. And when you're going through a healing process and you're seeing all the wonderful creation, it's a new sense of peace. Oh. It's a new sense of what God can, how God is gracious and how his love is pure. Um, and for 2021, I didn't start working until June. So for the first half of the year, I was... 
I was still unemployed. I was still continuing to go to church. I believe scenes started opening up in May, May of 2021. Mm-hmm. So I did start going. I was serving even during the pandemic. Um, I, I started doing broadcasting and I was serving there uh, during the pandemic. I remember doing that from December till when they started opening up. And then when they started, they opened up again, I was still serving in church. So I, I think that serving in church was a good anchor mm. of keeping me grounded and accountable okay. to the, to having that relationship with the Lord. Okay. When I was going to the other churches, when I was just pretty much church hopping, I wasn't serving anywhere, so I didn't feel like I belonged. Okay. Um, so it's very important to serve within the community. Not only do you do you feel better, you're also sowing those seeds that the Lord is going to you're gonna see reaping, not mm-hmm. obviously at your timing, at the Lord's timing. Amen. But you're gonna definitely see those rewards. You're gonna be able to build a better community. I'm sure you serve a lot. <laughs> so you know the relationships that you have and how you've cultivated them. Right. So it's very important to continue that community. Um, and I was able to meet amazing people in Saints Church. I have a sister in Christ, her whole family is my family. Her daughters are so precious to me. So it's very important for that. Um, And now I'm just continuing that pursuit with God. I just want him more and more. Don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not perfect. There are weeks or days in the week that I forget to read my Bible (laughs) or I had to delete social media off my life because it takes a toll on you. You start scrolling these videos and you forget to read your Bible. Right. Um, so I'm not perfect, guys. Like today in the morning, I was supposed to wake up and pray. I didn't. <laughs> um, but So please be gracious with yourself every single day because the Lord gives you that grace. He gives you that grace to continue and push forward. So if, if you feel like you forgot to include the Lord for the day. That's all right. Just repent, repent mm-hmm. and and do better the next day. Just even if you open the Bible and read one verse, like you just do something to show the Lord that you are willing to pursue that relationship. You just need his help in order for you to be able to keep on pushing through those old habits. So again, please find a community, find those people that would love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Gabby said this this is a judgment-free zone, and I've always come to Gabby with no judgment. I know she's not going to judge me with anything, and if she is, it's because she wants to give her advice, yeah. <laughs> and it's a two-way thing. Um, that's how that's how we've always been. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely relate to um, not praying. Uh, for example, last even last night, I, I completely forgot to pray before eating. It took someone that I was on the phone with and said, did you pray before you took that first bite? And I said, oh, my bad. God, I'm sorry that I did not pray before that. I'm praying for this now. Blessed in the whole nine. But we do that so much. I <laughs> I get so hungry sometimes that as I'm eating, I'm praying. I've done that too. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, thank you for this bite. <laughs> I've rushed people because I want to eat my French fries. I'm putting them almost in my mouth and I'm like, hurry up with the prayer because I want to eat French fries. Oh, God is working. Let's just say the Lord is working in us. That's it. Guys, we (laughs) we just started our journey with the Lord. Like, we're not going to be perfect. Three years. How long have you? You've done it a little longer than me, but. Mm -hmm. I think I did 2017. So what's that? 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 25 years. So I've, I've been, I've accepted God into my life for five years now. Yeah. Yeah. And we're we're so imperfect. <laughs> it's not even funny. Uh, Gabby didn't give you a disclosure, but I still curse <laughs> once <laughs> in a while. I'm very rough around the eight edges. But at least I want to pursue and I want to be better. Mm. Mm. I don't want to just stay there. Let me just tell you that the amount of growth that you've done throughout these two, three years that you've accepted the Lord in my life is definitely evident, Mm -hmm. especially because I've known you my whole life. True. Oh, girl. (laughs) Um, I I had a temper. I don't know if you guys uh, heard my testimony, but in my testimony, I spoke about um, cousins that were bullies in my life. 100% me. And 
Lisette was one of them. Mm-hmm. It's funny enough, Lisette was one of the the people that that bullied me. She hated me. I don't know why. I get you know what I think it is, is the that anger that you had towards your mom. You mm-hmm. had to shadow it to someone, and you 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 chose me because I'm smaller and I'm younger, and of course I just came from the United States yeah. at that time. I came from Ecuador to the United States at that time so i think you used it, that and then you got used to it and then you were picking on me throughout the whole uh throughout a few years but you know what the lord works in such amazing ways mm-hmm. because you brought me to saints church i did you brought me to saints church um yeah i might have helped you get closer to god but you brought me to saints church um full right now a public declaration. I just want to say that I'm grateful for you and the example that you've set in my life. And all of the bullying happens for a reason. Yeah. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Agree. And this podcast is definitely something that um, has helped me heal through all of the the trauma that that I don't want to say you caused because it, it was no fault of your own. It, it was just trauma that you were also mm-hmm. going through. But I just want to say that I forgive you and I love you so, so, so much. You're my sister. You're my best friend, godmother to my first child. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Guys, this is the first time I'm hearing of this. (laughs) No, I've thought of of it for a long time since (laughs) I've thought about having kids. Um, If God blesses me with children, I want you to be the godmother to my first child. Because I've seen the amount of growth that has happened inside you. Mm-hmm. You you are feisty, but you were way fat, feistier before. You you someone would come at you, you would come at them like right right then and there. Now it's feisty with grace. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, guys. No, I I agree. And guys, you think of it this way: when you are, when Gabby first came to the United States, you were like seven, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I w- we're two years apart, so I was nine, ten, ten years old. I was so young. So you got to also look at it in, in a perspective of at that age, your children go through so much. Mm-hmm. So if they're angry, you have to learn why they're angry. My parents didn't have time to ask me why I'm angry. They were immigrants. They had to work whatever jobs they found. Mm-hmm. My dad was... I don't know at that age now, but he was a construction worker. And when we used to live in Queens, which is when Gabby first moved to the United States, my dad had to go to Long Island to go to work. (laughs) So that that right there is like an hour commute. With no GPS, by the way. With no GPS, by the way. (laughs) Back then, there were no GPSs. You would have to base it off of a book. (laughs) The Atlas. I learned how to read that. My dad taught me. (laughs) So, you know, you just have to be very careful with, what your kids are or how your kids are expressing them mm-hmm. like expressing themselves because if i didn't learn how to express myself healthy and i didn't learn until i started healing mm. so it's like if your kids are acting up i'm not a mother <laughs> but you learn from your own your own childhood mm. if i was i was acting up in anger and my mom's response was more anger mm-hmm so what kind of what kind of example was that? Is that the right one? So just just be careful as a parent. You have such great power for your kids and for this future generation that it's scary. Mm-hmm. Channeling out anger to them is definitely not the way to go. Give them a lot of grace, a lot of love, but also, of course, be strict with them if they need it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so for a little like smack in the butt, <laughs> the chancletas right there, the chancletas or the belt. Oh my the, gosh, oh, the belt, girl. That was my mama's best friend, the belt. <laughs> that sound of the belt. The sound of the bell before you start acting up. <laughs> oh, good time. guys. These are childhood traumas. <laughs> <laughs> We're healing from them as we speak. <laughs> But let's set before I before we close this down, I just want to point out you mentioned immigration, immigrants. We have immigrant parents. Mm-hmm. We had immigrant parents. They went back to, to Ecuador. But immigrants have 
got to be the most hardworking people that I've ever seen. And not just saying that because it's my heritage or where, where what I grew up with, but it's from what I've seen, from what I've heard other people say, immigrants are here for a better life, no matter what. They see this as the, the land of opportunity. They see this as the home, the land of the brave, the, the home of the free. What is that? The land of the free, the home of the brave. Yep, that's the song. But they they idolize this country so much that they cross frontiers, they swim across oceans, across rivers, they walk hundreds and thousands of miles just to get here, just to get more money. Uh, I, I don't think our country is considered a third world country anymore because it's so well known because of its tourist attractions and so on. But growing up, it was known as a third world country. Mm -hmm. There were no opportunities whatsoever. There was very, very little money. There was very little anything, which is why our parents decided to come to the United States. And so many parents are uh, have come to the United States because of that. And we, we really had to grow up figuring it out. Since our parents didn't know what to do, all they did was work hard. That's all they knew what to do. So we basically had to figure out school. We had to figure out English. We had to figure out how to to connect English and Spanish. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I like I literally have a stuttering problem sometimes because my brain is trying to figure out what language to speak in. That's a good problem to have. <laughs> that is a good problem to have. Like so so yeah. Bilinguals bilinguals rock. <laughs> Spanglish is also another language, guys, okay? <laughs> Spanglish is another language, which is also used a lot here, actually. Well, do you have any uh, examples of Spanglish? I mean, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot, girl. Right? I'm putting myself on the spot, too. But you guys know Spanglish. If you guys don't know and you know me and Lisette, please just go um, reach Start out speaking to us. Spanish to us and... Because we speak mostly English, we forget words. I think that's why Spanglish is there. That's definitely true. Yeah, we, we like to mix it up. But um, yeah, I think you guys don't understand the, the value that you have here. Being born in the United States is a blessing within itself. It's what you do with that blessing. What God wants you to do with that blessing. That makes a whole lot of difference. So I encourage you guys to show a little appreciation to America. I know 4th of July is just one day of the year, but thank God for being in this country. We can be in Ukraine right now, suffering and crying. No, God placed us here in the United States for a reason. Hallelujah. God placed us here because he knows we have a purpose here to impact his people here. So I encourage you guys to keep on fighting keep on moving because it's worth it. God is with us. And that's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So that was it for, for DACA. That was it for immigrants. That was it for um, that. But I want to thank you so much, Lisette, for saying yes and amen to this. Thank you for the opportunity. I know you were a little bit scared in the beginning um, when I first presented it to you, which was about two months ago, I think, two, three months ago. I don't know. And I think you said um, not yet. Oh, yeah. And uh, recently when I brought it back up to her, when we were discussing the podcast, um, she said, yeah, let's do it. So I'm very, very thankful that you said yes to God and you came out of your comfort zone to speak in this podcast today. Of course, I love you. I'm very grateful <laughs> for the impact that you've had in my I life. You. And I know that you're going to have an impact in so many people, other people's lives in the process. So I love you so, so very much. Love you. You are by far the funniest person that I know. Make me laugh all the time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> With feistiness. <laughs> so, um, guys, thank you guys for listening. This was um, very, very dear to my heart this topic was dear to my heart with a very dear to my heart person so I, I kind of customized it to be a little bit more personal so you guys can know a little bit more about where i'm coming from and i'm soon gonna tell you where i'm going but let me just give you that I'll, i'm going far just letting you know with this podcast 
God has very big visions that I will share in the future um, and that he has already placed in my heart. So I'm really, really excited to share with those to you guys very soon. So thank you guys for listening. You guys are amazing. And I will see you next time. Well, before we go, I just want to I just want to say how proud I am of you. (laughs) For you to doing this podcast. I know you told me about doing a podcast a long time ago yeah and i'm just so proud that you're actually doing it then no matter what comes your way you're gonna push through and your yes and amen hallelujah i'll be here for you (laughs) she's gonna make me cry y'all oh thank you for saying that i received that i i again that is that means a lot coming from you from a person that i admire a lot a, a person that that pushes through even through every hardship <sighs> um wow okay guys thank you <laughs> i'm gonna go cry in my corner now <laughs> we're gonna cry together don't worry we're gonna cry together right now but we have to close this off before i start sobbing um <laughs> thank mm-hmm. you guys for listening um love you very very much um see you guys next time Thank you guys for listening. We hope you were encouraged enough to keep on fighting that good fight of the spirit versus the flesh. If you need a little extra hand, please make sure to reach out to us. Follow us on Instagram at God's Plan Podcast. You can directly DM us if you need a prayer or any advice on a situation. Our local team of prayer warriors will be waiting to help guide you through your struggles. The Bible teaches us that you are not made to go through life alone. We are all in this together. See you soon.